0: Catholic, I am your host, Taylor Schroll, and my voice is a little tired today, I'm not sure if you can tell that. Uh, you know who looks tired, both physically, mentally, and spiritually, Father Anthony Sharapa, my co-host. Hey,
1: I'm actually doing okay spiritually, but uh, <laughs> mentally, physically, yeah, a little, a little sleepy. It's uh, my day off, I, I spent last night watching a a, a wrestling pay-per-view, and uh, so I'm a little sleepy this morning from all the, all the action, um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, watching other people do athletic
0: things tired you Exhausting, out. Exhausting,
1: <laughs> man. Exhausting.
0: It's funny because, like, I always make fun of how you look, but every time I like, it's one of those things. Like, you know how there's a thing like whenever you're making fun of somebody, somebody will say, "Hey, buddy, look in the mirror." right? Yeah. Well, we're on Zoom, and if you're not yeah. watching this on YouTube, you can't see this, but uh, on, on the video, you're next to me, and I'm right in front of me as well. So, on my screen, I see both of us. And yeah. boy, do my eyes look tired. Like, I think I have, like, 14 bags under each eye. I'm exhausted.
1: See, th- stuff like that, I don't notice. To me, you, you always look the same. I always look this tired? Just <laughs> pretty much. Just, you just, just. I mean, yeah. You know what? You're probably right. My life is exhausted.
0: Uh, but here's here's something – I'm going to start the show off by being nice to you, and that should
1: terrify you. <laughs> it does. I'm already uncomfortable.
0: So um, there there have been some of these things called haters on the internet here today. And oh, okay. They deserve about 60 seconds and nothing more. Uh okay. Two people that it doesn't matter who they are. We're not giving them any publicity. One person was like, you should never go to Diocesan Seminaries, uh, which is dumb because he's, you're supposed to be a good Catholic and you're saying – Priests shouldn't be in dioceses. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And it's the other dumb. person was like, uh, something that you and I have talked about re- relatively often. It, it's like, uh, I like you because you're like, you're like my first priest that is a friend. Like you are a human person and I enjoy hanging out with you most of yeah. the time. And yeah. I haven't been able to say that about many other priests before. So, <laughs> But this, this guy tweeted out and he was like, all priests should be serious. You shouldn't be goofy or have fun or smile or play video games or enjoy life because that's going to inspire vocations. But that's that's what he said, right? And right. and and all of this stuff is happening, and it it involves you only in one way. I'm in I'm in a, 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 a dad's DM, and mm-hmm. so like anything said in the dad's DM needs to be kept quiet unless I break a rule. So I'm going to break a rule for for a good reason <laughs> though, because yeah. one of the people I won't tell you who it is. But one of the people, there was a conversation about these people being mean about priests, right? And this is what this person said. Father Anthony is a very funny, goofy guy who would walk through gunfire to hear a confession. And I was like, hey, that makes you feel very nice. It's so kind. It's so yeah. kind. <laughs> and, and I was like, I, like I, it was one of those weird things. Like, here, here we are just like, there's something frustrating and then we're cutting kind of, like me and these other guys are just kind of goofing on it. And then like I almost had a tear pull like drop down my eye because I'm like, "That's my friend." They're talking about. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was nice. so that's very deep.
1: nice. You know, it's one of these things that people don't understand what the impersona Christy means, and and given it's a difficult sort of thing, but if Jesus is the perfect human being, which I think we can agree, the perfect human being, God and man, uh, his personality is going to be so dynamic that no other one person can imitate it perfectly. And I think that's the beauty of the rest of creation. And I think it, this goes for all the baptized, but in a tic- particular way for priests, that different priests are going to emphasize or exemplify different aspects of the personality of God. Uh, and so some um, intellectual, some for humor, some for a mix, some for all these other things, uh, passion, different ways of um, you know relating to people. And so, yeah, it's good that a priest is himself, because only when you're fully yourself can you be like Christ. And, yeah, there's some, like, incidental things that, you know, I enjoy <laughs> video games and professional wrestling. That isn't necessarily Christ-like, but it's not necessarily not Christ-like. It's just not a big deal. It's just a part of the personality, and that's fine. So if some if some dweeb on the Internet doesn't like that, it's just sad for them. It's sad for them that they don't understand what the human person really is, and, uh, you know, whatever. Whatever. Anyway,
0: the, 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 all, all that stuff is stupid, and I just block and mute all of those things that I there see. There you go. You had to get out
1: of your system, though, so yeah. I, I respect but, that.
0: But uh, it, it was all brought up to bring up the very nice thing about you, and like I said, you should be terrified because now we're going to turn the page, okay? Of course, Here's of course. Here's us turning the page. Um, I called you about this one, but we need to address it here. Uh, okay. There is, I, like, I, I've been binge watching or binge listening to, clerically speaking, and then you've been on the show, you know, a couple times, to- you know, once a month for, I mean, yeah. forever. But for the last few months, I started to notice this thing that you've been doing, and here's where I'm going to agree with this young man that hates the priesthood. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Okay. There is one thing that priests should not be doing, <laughs> which is what, and that's because no one above the age of 14 should be doing it. You have been responding to everything with me, you've done it with Father Harrison clerically speaking, like just in your regular life. like if somebody says something that you agree with, you've been saying ye as your like <laughs> form of yes or agreement. and boy, I want social distancing to be over just so I can slap you in the face. That's all I want.
1: <laughs> it's something either I either came across or saw once and it just it just I found it very funny. so I do it just to entertain myself. Um, I don't think, though that that being said, I'm not sure now that you mentioned it. I don't think I've used this in a homily or a professional setting yet. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I haven't been like (laughs) Your eternal priesthood would end.
0: Like, I know priesthood (laughs) lasts forever. You are a priest forever (laughs) in the order of Melchizedek. Unless you say ye in a homily, and then it's over. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, I don't think that's happened yet. I haven't been preaching as much. Nor, like, I don't think anyone in pastoral council has brought up, hey, how about we do this for catechesis? I don't think I've responded (laughs) ye yet. (laughs) But it's very possible and nobody would be shocked because people pretty much know who I am. Oh, and oh, I know you very well. And
0: I was shocked <laughs> because I like most people I've worked in youth ministry for years and that's the only people that I hear. Like I tell them not to say it because I tell them it sounds stupid, but I understand, yeah. you know, like you know, young people and old people talk differently. Fine. If they're going to say it. It's, it's just, we're just having fun. I'm not actually telling them to say it. You, <laughs> you're not a 14 year old boy who's no, learning how to, play basketball. <laughs> like, like, go away.
1: <laughs> well, here's the, here's the thing. So um, I am 31 years old, which to a high school person is a million years old, right? And I am involved in youth ministry and I do, um, you know, minister to these young people and I find them hilarious. I find their humor hilarious. They're just ridiculous little people trying to become real people and it's beautiful and amazing. And a lot of the goofy stuff they do, I just think is funny. But now I'm at this stage in my life where I can't be cool. I can't be young and cool and I'm okay with that. But what I can do and what I'm leaning into is like, I can make the things that you like cringy. So maybe that's part of it as well, you know? And I enjoy that as well. It's also entertaining for me. So if they think something is cool and I start saying it, uh, and even if I, it's funny because sometimes I'll say things that they say, I'll say like, ironically, like, I know I'm an old person, but I'm saying this to mess with you, but they think I'm being serious and they actually like, like this, like respect me less for it. It's a fascinating dynamic. Yeah, for
0: real. I love working with kids. They're the best. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, uh, shifting gears again, we got through. We're now even again. The, the 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 balance of power is now back and forth. We've we've got the good, we've got the evil, and we we got
1: it all taken care. Perfectly of. balanced per- as all things should perfectly be. Perfectly
0: balanced. So, uh, you celebrated your uh, your feast day here recently? Yeah, yeah. Saint Anthony of Padua. Saint Anthony of Padua, and. Uh, we addressed like all the crazy stuff going on in the world. I, I addressed it with with our good friend John Blevins two episodes ago, and I don't want to keep bringing it back up because like like it's it's just weird for me to bring it up. I, I shared it all sure. there. If you want to go listen to it, it's two episodes ago. But I saw this today, and I thought it, I thought it was it was funny. And, like, it's hard to bring humor into what's going on in our world right now, but he- here it is. It was a-, a priest who I'm sure the guy we said earlier is going to hate now. Um, but he says, Dear St. Anthony, who's your patron, Yeah, please help America find its sanity. It's been lost. Thanks. And then there's a return letter, and it says, Dear Father, I have forwarded your letter to St. Jude. <laughs> <laughs> the patron saint of lost causes. So for that's those good, that, that's good. Yeah. For those that don't know, you help people find things. It's a you mm-hmm. help, uh, is a patron of lost causes. So um so yeah, I thought that was hilarious. And it's good. so how was your feast
1: day the, the other day, buddy? It was good. I totally forgot about it. So I actually so the priests, you know, and religious and uh deacons to a certain extent, they pray the liturgy of the hours. And the liturgy of the hours is like this, you know, daily five basic different kinds of prayer a day praying the Psalms. But for feast days, there's usually special prayers and stuff. Now, I've begun to say my holy hour in the morning, and that's when I do my morning prayer and stuff. And I didn't check any calendars or anything. So I accidentally skipped the prayers for my <laughs> feast day. and just did it for an ordinary day. And then I saw on the internet someone saying uh, it's uh, St. Anthony's feast day. I was like, oh no, I'm a terrible, uh, uh, pa- uh, not patron. What's, a, um, what's the patron's relation to the person uh, master, uh, I don't know <laughs> I don't know, but I'm a bad person I'm basically, let's just say that, I'm a bad person right? That covers it So I was like, sorry buddy, I think you're great Thanks for having a cool name and helping me out with things Because um, I, I actually do have a bit of a devotion to St. Anthony Because of his preaching skills That's something I really want to be good at For the sake of you know God and for his people So um, it was nice There's a nice little statue of St. Anthony In one of my churches And I just took a walk by it and just said some prayers to Anthony And it was nice
0: well, I'll I'll pray to St. Jude that St. Anthony helps you out with your preaching. Amen. So. Thank you.
1: <laughs> so what's what's interesting is like
0: I like I found that to be like a light in the darkness, right? And and I, I like that's been that's been kind of a, a key theme for me over these last couple of weeks. I was listening uh to this to this worship song that was essentially talking about this. Uh where what I let me pull it up. I lost it. It said
1: I'm just shocked you're not just singing it.
0: Where'd it go? Oh, here it is. Uh song lyric by Gene Moore. I will keep my mind on what you are on what you are able to do in the darkness. I will declare there's nothing too hard for you. Right. And I think that's been like so hope is a thing that I've often struggled with. Like that's that's one of the the, the things that like everything's just bad. Like that's just like, <laughs> like and, and it's interesting because like I think one of my one of my gifts is like being able to to find joy in the moment, so, like even in the midst of dark things. Like yeah. that's not a thing that's that's typically hard for me, but thinking it's going to get better, it's weird that yeah. that is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I think I will be fine now. I'm fine now, so I know that I'll be fine later. But I don't know if I'll be good. You know, like then that's kind of where yeah. I struggle um, mm-hmm. with hope. Um, so, uh, would you like to test out your Saint Anthony preaching on the on the topic of hope?
1: Yeah. So. Uh, yeah the one thing that's difficult about hope is it's not something that you can't see the future. You can't see how God is going to make a thing better. What you have is faith that you know that God has revealed that Christ has conquered everything and that our destiny is to be happy with him in heaven, to have our resurrected bodies and all that good stuff. So it's a reminder that ultimately God is in control and we can have hope in the future, even though we don't know exactly how that's going to happen. So remembering that, yeah, God is still God, and it is God's MO to do the most impressive things he does in the midst of darkness, right? So, it's like when things look like they're worst, God is working the hardest, if you will. For example, the cross, that's when we were being saved, and it didn't look very hopeful. So, it's having that in mind of the, the future that we can count on, it helps us get through the moment. So, uh, a prayer we can say is something like, Lord, I don't know how this is going to be all better. I don't know how you're going to sustain me, but I know you are. So I place my faith in that because I have hope in you. And you just have to, sometimes that will feel mechanical, you know? It'll feel like you're like untrue to you because we are used to things like uh, being, you know, sad about stuff and pessimistic about the world. But even by making that prayer, we're beginning to form our hearts in the hope that God has given us. And here's the thing like, For despair, for cynicism, for being negative, it's kind of our way of of dealing with things. So if I can't fix the world, at least I know it's bad. It's like a weird form of control. uh, And we kind of comfort ourselves with something that's not good. Uh, Like We have a better way of coping with this. So it's you got to let go of that cynicism that gives you a feeling of control and be like, actually, God's in control. And things are going to be okay. Even if they're going to be hard and painful, they're going to be good.
0: I've got a song for you.
1: Yeah, and I'm gonna. Sh- uh, hey, you said yeah. I'm so proud of
0: you. <laughs> uh, so God is in control is a thing that gets tweeted a lot, and people will argue about it on Twitter. And it's kind of this whole thing Like people just tweet all the time. I see it at least 20 times a day. God is in control. And mm-hmm. there's a. Do you remember the WWJD movement? Like the the bracelets yeah. from yeah, when the we bracelets. were kids. What would Jesus, what do? Would Jesus yeah, sure. do? Right. Um, there was an album around the WWJ movement called WWJD and it was people like jars of clay and like the you know, people that were popular, like the DC talk was on there. Right. Every time somebody tweets this song and if uh, uh, tweets, God is in control. And I want, if anybody listening to this have has ever heard this song one time, I want you to reach out to me because I think I might be the only person in the world that literally every time I see somebody share, God is in control. I think of this cheesy early nineties Christian song from the <laughs> WWJD album god is in control we believe that his people will not be forsaken oh god is in control there's more words but it it was 28 years ago so what do you want from me but uh that's that's what i think of and i can think of no better way to end this segment than me singing a song that literally no one has ever heard um and Uh, We have a surprise guest today. Uh, Whenever we come back, we're going to have a very special guest. Usually I say at the beginning of the show, we have a perfect way to introduce this person. Uh, So please don't go anywhere because it's going to be a very, very special experience. We'll be right back. It is. Well, dang it, friends. I forgot to record commercials with Father Anthony. But who needs them anyway? I'm going to do them all by myself. We're about to hit a couple of milestones over on the social media, and I would love to have you just join us for uh, the rest of the week. You know, the show comes out once a week, but all throughout the week, I live on social media and this room. But those are the two places that I live. So on Instagram, over at Taylor Schroll, S-C-H-R-O-L-L, we're about to hit 5,000 followers over there. That's very exciting. Uh, you can be one of those few people. Over on Twitter, uh, we've got at Taylor Schroll and at Forte Catholic. And over on Facebook, the Forte Catholic account is about to hit a thousand followers as well. So uh, if you are not connected with us yet, you can come see the whole rest of my life and not just this craziness I do while locked in this room. Enjoy the rest of the show. Back to Forte Catholic. I told Father Anthony to smile, and he looks as crazy as ever. Uh, so, Father Anthony, you're on this other podcast. Well, you're on many other podcasts, but so the, the other main one, So, your second tier one. Obviously, this is first, and then your yeah, yeah, your, your, your next best podcast, clerically speaking. Mm-hmm. I I go through binge listens with it. It's one of the. There's only like three podcasts that I binge listen to. I have like 20 podcasts I listen to all the time, but for some reason, with y'all's show. I have, to, I have to binge listen to it. And uh, one of the things that I, I enjoy the most about listening to y'all show is that all I want to do is like yell and be a part of the conversation. <laughs> Mostly it's when you say dumb things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I've, I decided, you know what? Instead of me just calling you after I listened to an episode of Clerically Speaking. <laughs> or texting
1: me or tweeting at me. <laughs> tweeting at you.
0: Yeah. I'm just going to – I said, let's just do it here. We're going to yeah. do an episode, a little, little segment of Clerically Speaking with Father <laughs> Harrison Air, who is here. <laughs> Father Harrison, welcome awesome. to the show, friend The moment has arrived. It has. Father uh, Harrison is finally on
2: Forte Catholic.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we did it. We and did it. Here, here's what's funny is, uh, long story short, with, with the two of you. So, y'all started – This is I'm loyal to a fault and this is why it took me so long to get you onto the show because y'all's relationship started with you two fighting on Twitter and that's when I got to know the two of you. (laughs) And I absolutely picked a side. I, I absolutely picked a side. I went with the American, I went with the dumb one, I went with Father Anthony. <laughs> because Father Harrison is Canadian and his and his brain is intimidating. So I went with Father Anthony and and then and then y'all like, you know, decided to become friends and you changed your Twitter name, Father Harrison, and then like everything changed and I was like, you know what? I'm still team, team Father Anthony. Like, I would listen to the first few episodes of Clerky Speaking, and I was like, here's my friend and this other guy. So it <laughs> took me a long time to come around to you, and then we got to we got to meet yeah, yeah. at SLS, and, yeah. it, and I, I shared with you. So you actually have been on the show before, just very briefly. We did the live, that's right, the that's live right, episode. That's right, that's right. It was right around the time that I was going to invite you on the show, but you were there, and I was like, well, it's weird. We, you just had him on. We'll wait a few more months. But we, we, had, we had you on, and I shared a little bit of this, how right. I was like, you know, like when, 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 we, when I first learned, about you i was like i don't know he's he's, he's all right and then just over the, the last two and a half years uh you've grown a ton i've grown a little and here we are we find ourselves together <laughs> at last
2: <laughs> it's good to be here it was a lot of fun hanging out at sls with you get with you and, and all the other guys too it was just it was a good time it was just a it was so much fun it was just you know when you go to conferences like that i don't even care about the talks anymore i just i go for the hanging out and chilling part of it And it's great. Yeah. And it was great. It was fun having drinks late at night, just talking and hanging out. It was a lot of fun.
0: Wow. I never realized. Did you talk with your hands before, clerically speaking, or as Father (laughs) Anthony rubbed off on you? I've never seen you talk, and you talk with your hands all the time.
2: I always talk with my hands. My parishioners give me a very hard time about this, that you make too many gestures when you're preaching and stuff like this. So I'm like, I can't help it. It's just... The hands are uh, half of me. It's French Canadian, which is like tier two Italian. So mm-hmm. the hand gestures is everything. If you ever see a French Canadian talk, you will see they'll give Italians a run for their money.
1: Wow!
0: So if Father Anthony is tier one as an Italian, Obviously. you're tier two as a Cana- as a French Canadian. I'm Cajun, which is displaced French Canadians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm tier three. Like we, we it's I mean, it settled. I, I we I would did an upgrade, Jim. I'd say like tier two A. 2A, okay. 2A. Very, yeah. very, very good. I, yeah, yeah. I, will, I will accept that since we're all being <laughs> kind to each other. <laughs> it's very strange, all of us being nice to each other. So I have to, I have to, I have to switch it up. So you just talked about your preaching. We're, we have a topic, and we'll get into it. But first, I, I call and yell at Father Anthony all the time for the stuff that he says on the podcast. And there was one thing that you said. I think it was the last one or maybe the second to last one. Again, I binge them so they all run together for mm-hmm. me. And you said something that... I think might be the most elitist priest thing that you've ever said. <laughs> yeah. And it came from a good place. Right, You said, I think our preaching needs to be worse or something like that. like oh, Because yeah, the yeah. focus was, like it's not how you worded it, but that's right. what I heard, right? Where you were like, <laughs> our, our folk, people's focus has become so much on the homily and not the sacrifice. And you made some good points. Right. But here's here's my one thing that I want to pick a nit with you, All okay? Right. All right. So you, I, I've heard you preach and I've heard Father Anthony preach. Y'all keep doing your thing, right? if y'all were a little bit worse it would be okay most of the homilies i hear couldn't be any worse so that's where I, <laughs> that's where i want to poke back i said right. i think we need we need to get to a good place of preaching across the church and then we can think about pulling it down a little bit <laughs> no totally
2: it, it, it's i don't want to put it it's one of those things where it's just like if people just come for the homily then like there's something wrong there however Good preaching should deepen people's appreciation for the sacrifice of the mass, right? That, that's kind of the core of it. Like my homily this weekend was all about, you don't come here for your musical taste. You don't come here for the homily. You come
0: here to be lifted up into Jesus's worship of the Father. And ironically enough, I think as a person who has been a product of men, many a bad preaching, yeah. I have learned very much so that it's just about the sacrifice of the mass. Because I <laughs> definitely don't show up for the music or the preaching. Right. So. <laughs> do it. Yeah. Do it.
2: Do you want, it's an interesting thing, actually. Um, Saint John Henry Newman, one of the most famous preachers of the church, when he was an Anglican, people would travel from all over England to go to Oxford to listen to preaching. Little more. When he became Catholic. He purposefully became a worse preacher because he realized that the people couldn't handle a 45-minute sermon, that they couldn't handle the um, subtleties of thought that he was putting through, and that they didn't care. <laughs> and so he just kind of like – he would preach like little 10-minute vignettes, and that was his preaching. And I'm just thinking, this is – like, first, talk about humility. I, I could never do that. but <laughs> But at the same time, it's like – I, was just, I find that such a fascinating story. And and it just shows you the culture of preaching in the Catholic Church and how it can be kind of downplayed a lot. Because I agree, you're right. A lot of people have to put up with... Um, we've talked <laughs> about bad preaching on the podcast, right? You know, what's the blank in your life? And, and that's just lazy... Metaphorizing, right? So, yeah, I felt caught out by that one for sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Taylor scribbling my- down notes, rewriting <laughs> yeah, ex- all of his ex- thoughts. Exactly. <laughs> I gotta go delete that line real quick. Uh, because Father Harrison. Said to-
0: uh, Father Harrison, my I think my favorite thing so far of you being on the show is all the time Father Anthony moves to his mic to say something, and one of us <laughs> just talk over him. Uh, so, Father Anthony, would you like to respond to anything <laughs> yeah, that's been yeah, said so far? Saying, it's
1: a tricky thing because as you get good at preaching usually you also get good at speaking. And there's a temptation that, you know, people can be satisfied by a good speaker and that good speaker not necessarily be a good preacher. So they, they go away with a good feeling and they like you, but they didn't go away with Jesus Christ. They weren't prepared for the liturgy of the Eucharist. And that's something you have to watch out for because it feels really good to be liked. It feels really good when people say, that was a nice homily or I love your preaching or something like that. So you have to be really careful to make sure you stay a good preacher and not just a good speaker. That's
0: ForteCatholic.com slash speaking. Okay, let's move on.
1: (laughs) So, uh,
0: we do this like once a year, maybe twice a year. The show's all about the joy of the gospel and, and, and having some fun and kind of being lighthearted. So, then when you have Anthony
2: on the podcast
0: because he's I'm so
1: much fun he's <laughs> lighthearted
0: and fun and not what I'm about to say so uh, uh, w- once or twice a year uh, we do this thing and like the, the whole make Catholicism fun again thing like we, we change the hashtag to make Catholicism smart again just once a year just once a year and obviously we can't do that when it's just Father Anthony but you're here and you'd like to talk I mean you've been you've been talking on, on, your, on clerically speaking about the human person you've been studying the human person I've been learning a lot about it from you and then the every other episode when Father Anthony leads it's like okay uh, but <laughs> but uh, we, we we did want to talk about the, the human person And some of the things yeah. that you've been learning in your studies um, And specifically within the intellectual life So uh, well, you have the floor, sir
2: Alright, so no, I just um, I think it is not a secret That the questions around human identity And what does it mean to be a person What does it mean to be male and female What is the nature of marriage uh, What is the nature of sexuality All of these things are are hot bubble topics today right they are they are um things that are always on people's minds and the church has a very like i would say actually a very beautiful teaching on this and a very profound reflection on what does it mean to be human that i personally believe and this is kind of why you know when my bishop said hey you want to do a doctorate i said yeah let me do what we call theological anthropology so that's a fancy way of talking about theology of the human person, right? And I said, and the reason is this, it is perhaps the most quote unquote a, applicable theology today. Because we all know people who are struggling with same-sex attraction, who are struggling with um different sexual addictions, whose marriages sometimes are falling apart and they wonder and and they're so inundated by a certain kind of ideology about what does it mean to be human, they don't know how to make their way through the world with that. The church's teaching is so countercultural in this regard, and so few people in the church, I think, unfortunately, live this authentically, that you feel very isolated in the world. And they actually, and so the world really can kind of undermine our Christian discipleship and make us question: Is this worth it? Because you get just inundated with it so on. You get inundated with ideology so so often. Just even through simple things like advertising. I'll give you a, an experiential example, actually, of this. Like I remember watching. Um, I was on a plane flight on Air Canada. They have their little video at the beginning that shows like the safety features and everything. And two guys walk, and there's two guys who are walking into the plane to sit down in their seats next to each other, and I. I hate to say this but like the first thought that comes to my mind is oh this is a gay couple right that our minds even go that way right away shows you how we've been kind of we've been formed in a very different way than what the church teaches and what and 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 i think unfortunately the church has just done like a a really lousy job of getting that message out there. And so that's kind of like I I said to my bishop, like, I want to study this because I think there's something very powerful and true in what the church teaches about who we are as male and female. What does it mean to be human? What is the nature and purpose of marriage? What is the nature and purpose of celibacy? And so on and so forth. As authentic expressions, uh, like that the church really tells us it knows to the core what it means to be human. And that if we actually attempt to live it, we don't see this in the end as a burden, but we see it as a freeing thing. But we need to also then not just teach it. We need to work better at forming communities where this is lived or at least being attempted authentically. Right?
1: Yeah. And, and I think the temptation when we start talking about this is to go right to the moral issues. Mm-hmm. To go right to, okay, what's the deal with gay marriage? What's this? But what we've you know been talking about is the answer to this starts much earlier on. Like what is the human person? Mm-hmm. So, what is that? What's like the foundation of what makes us human that opens up the rest of these answers?
2: Yeah, so like I mean, if you look at it this way right if 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 God created us, if God is real, this is always the first question i I always have like a little kind of like a uh, a little tree chart in my head about how to ask people something questions to kind of determine where they are.
1: first you have to ask the yourself. answer is yes, right to the first one, sure. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> See,
0: you could be smart too.
1: <laughs> but yeah, is God real?
2: Yes or no? And, and interestingly, I think most people would say yes. Still, uh, it, hardcore atheism is still a very—it's very loud, but it's—it's—it's it's, it's a very strong. It's—it's it's just a very loud, but it's quite a small minority of, of, of opinions. Most people actually believe God exists. Okay. The next question that comes then is: Did God create the universe? Yes or no? And I think again, I'm go with yes on that
0: one. Good, yeah, yeah. you've <laughs> you, you've passed catechism, uh,
2: right? But it, it's, it, and I'd say most people. This is where things start to break down a little bit already here, though, because some people will say, well, maybe he's like they'll see God as this kind of what we call like deistic figure, which he kind of like hits the start button, but then walks away and is not actually involved in the creation, right? So when we say, do we believe that God created the universe? Not just did he start it, but has he been actively involved in upholding it in its formation? And I I mean, I would argue from a, even just a philosophical perspective, the theistic view is the only one that makes sense, because God is literally upholding creation in every moment. The second that he says, no, uh, I'm not going to uphold it anymore, we, we cease to be being is upheld by God. So did God create? Yes or no. So then, but this is where it comes. Interesting. If God created us, I mean, this is the simple logic of it all. If God created us, then he knows uh, we can look to him to find out what it means to be human. And not just, and then there's other questions that follow from this. Okay. If God created, if God exists, God created us, did God reveal himself? And how has he revealed himself right but so then in the christian tradition we'd say yes god god is god created god continues to create and god revealed himself and by revealing himself he also revealed humanity right it's um I mean, I think one of the biggest, the best theological encapsulations of this is from actually Gaudium et Spes, one of the Second Vatican Council documents, whereby um, John. this is actually the paragraph that John Paul II wrote, uh, which is really just awesome. He And he says, he's reflecting on John 17, where Jesus prays, Father, may they be one as we are one. And he says that, it says that in this moment, Jesus opens up vistas that were previously hidden to human reason. Well, what's that vista? God is a unity in diversity. One and three. So that's something revealed. That's something new. We did not know about God. And then he says that, he kind of uses this as the starting off point to that great and famous phrase of his, that man cannot find himself except through a sincere gift of self. This is how the Trinity is. And we have been made in God's image and likeness. And so we look to Revelation, especially to the cross, and we see actually not just God being revealed, but also humanity being revealed because we're, we're fallen creatures, right? Is there, I mean, I'm, I know Father Anthony's a sinner.
1: <laughs> Obviously.
2: I'm pretty sure Taylor's a sinner. I'm a sinner. <laughs> I'm a sinner, right? We We're all sinners. So, you know, our eyes get muddied. Our eyes can't see things clearly. We need revelation to give us a clear vision of who God is and who we are. And so one of the great movements of the 20th century in, in Catholic theology has been to develop and to explore the robust depths of what does it mean to be human by giving what you call like a kind of like a theological analysis of revelation. And, and one of the great examples of this is obviously John Paul II's uh, Theology of the Body, Theology of the Human Person, whereby he looks at the scriptures to tell us this is what God has revealed to us, and it's immensely beautiful. But, and I'm not saying, like, every Catholic needs to know the intricacies of his theology of the body, but the whole point of, like, theology in and of itself is that it's meant to kind of dissipate into practice in the life of the church, and so it can form—so, Like for, so for example, as a pastor, that's something that I should at least know at least a basic amount of so that it can help me form communities to help them live this, to see the freedom in it, so that others can see it and say, I want what they have.
1: Right yeah and you 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 mentioned right in there that kind of like the the nugget, the key, the the core of what the theology of the human person is is that the human being is a gift. so that God doesn't make us because he needs lots of worship as uh, as we said in one of our episodes, God isn't Fabio who needs all these compliments <laughs> and stuff. you know um, uh, God creates just because he wants to share his love with others. and he wants us to share our love with him and with others. yeah. And that's such a radically different idea, because there's other ideas, even if people think it consciously, they think, I'm just thrown out into the world, and it's chaotic, and it doesn't mean anything. I didn't choose to be born, here I am, thrown out into the world. But no, the Christian says, no, you were were gifted into the world. You are a part of God's plan, his mind, his love, and your whole reason for being is to share that love. And it's that little nugget that he'll open up, John Paul II will open up into, okay, how does that mean? Uh, what does that mean for us being sexual beings? What does that mean for human relationship? What does that mean for human purpose? It's all right in there. And I guess even within that that thing that we were made for a gift, that's exemplified to us, revealed to us perfectly in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And especially in his cross, death, and uh, resurrection. Well,
2: it's, It's Philippians 2, 5 to 11, right? Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not deem equality with God as something to be grasped at. So Paul is referring to the tree. Right. The grasping Mm -hmm. at the fruit. Rather, he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born of human likeness. And it was thus that he humbled himself, obediently accepting even death. Death on the cross, and that's and then he goes on like that. Therefore, God highly exalted him bestowed on, upon him the name that is above every other name. And yada yada yada. But um, we, we pray that every week in evening prayer. So he just gets memorized. <laughs> um, yes, I have that memorized as well.
0: Oh. <laughs> but,
2: <laughs> but I, but I let you say it. Me.
1: <laughs>
2: but no, like to w-
0: prove that you're smarter than me.
2: Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but like what? But that's that's the beauty. Like that's almost like the structure that Scripture shows that we want to take but jesus shows no actually to be human means to give that in the measure like like uh, jesus actually even says the measure you give is the measure you will receive this is not like karma but it's rather by giving everything away you only open only there can you open up a space whereby god can give himself to you
1: mm-hmm. right yeah. let's make it's real practical but, for yeah. a
0: second yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah so here's here's the thing father harrison i i've do, i've gotten to do this to father anthony so many times and I've done it to him out of spite. I'm only doing it to you out of time. We we have run out of time. Oh, uh, but but I, I I was trying to get practical as well. So like this is you know yeah. like I said at the beginning the dream is to like uh, in, intersperse into clerically speaking. But it also kind of feels like one of your homilies. It's like okay, Father, time to wrap it up. You know let's let's <laughs> let's go. Um, but so like, like Father Anthony, I'll, I'll let you I'll let you wrap it up because you we were both looking to go to go practical and I had one last thing to say. But go ahead.
1: Okay, well so if if love or if uh, purpose of human life is to give to give yourself away, look at how we look at marriage. So often the popular cultural idea of marriage is I need to find my soulmate so that I can be fulfilled. There's a hugely different attitude when you're looking at it, I want to give myself in love to another person. And you can see how that that little change in mindset can radically change how we view marriage and dating and relationships. And I just throw in with that
2: quickly is then and like that still kind of even still kind of at least romantically exists in people's hearts. Sure. They may not—it gets mixed up with the mixed voters. And I mean, hey, we're sinners. We're all going to do that, right? But it, it's kind of still there in germ form. People—like deep down, people want to be sacrificed for. <laughs> and, they, and deep down, people want to sacrifice for others. It, the church is there to say, that's actually implanted in you by God because you're made in his image and likeness. And it's the church's job— through community, etc., through the liturgy, through her teaching, to tease that out and to pull it out.
0: Yeah, I lo- I love that. That felt like the second homily that some priest gives after after the announcements. That was tremendous. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, like, kind of, kind of to wrap it up, the most interesting thing for me that you that you shared, Father Harrison, was that. Uh, like our culture is constantly showing us things like like you shared your experience on the plane. Our, con- our culture is constantly showing us things that like, this is what it means to be human. This is how we live our lives. And that stuff is going to happen naturally. Like mm-hmm. just living our lives, just watching TV, walking around, like exactly. that stuff is going to happen naturally. What's not going to happen naturally that has to be a decision is for us to be formed Intellectually in the faith through things that you mentioned through uh, uh, through reading spiritual reading which, which y'all talked about on clearly speaking recently um, Through li- listening to podcasts through reading the scriptures like all the all the things that the church has given us to form ourselves Intellectually like w- that we have to choose to do that um, So that we truly know who we are made in God's image not uh, Not from other sources
2: Exactly, I mean there were times where the church was the heart of culture and 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 that's and that's fine that that happens and it still is in certain parts of the world today right and so in those places the church kind of forms that and so you don't it, it actually it becomes more it becomes less intentional but for us in north america it requires a deep intentionality to say i've made a decision for jesus christ and his church therefore i'm going to seek the things that help me to live that so that means yeah like you said like we're going to read um like i think in north america catechism catechesis and theological like basic introductions to theology and stuff like that are vitally important to to give us a kind of groundwork. They're not there to they're not there to how do I want to put it like convince us. They're there to kind of set the the foundation more is more what they're meant to do, right? And at the heart like I actually really think that, that this can only be done, not individually at home where I'm just gonna read a book and that's it. You need you need the communion of the church locally through communities through your parish through different groups these are the places that's like the laboratory
0: where we learn to be human yeah so yeah thanks thanks so much for, for coming on today and sharing um y- y'all have, y'all have been talking about this on collectively speaking the last few weeks and i think that will still continue so people can follow you there uh, they can also follow you on twitter at fr harrison uh and guys don't go anywhere we will be right back well not father harrison uh, just the two dummies we'll be right back for our <laughs> final segment don't go anywhere All right, I'm back. I have some sad news to share with you. For the last almost four years, the show has been going on. We have had a five star rating on Apple Podcasts, but we've had some trolls recently and they've brought it down to a 4.5. And I don't like 4.5. It's much higher than my GPA was, but that wasn't on a five star scale because it would have been much worse in that case. But anyway, uh, here's what I need. I need you to do me a favor. I need you to go into your Apple Podcasts app. And search Forte Catholic. It's, it's weird. You can't do it like if you're already listening to it. You have to search Forte Catholic. Go over to it. Leave a five-star review. Say something nice and kind. If you don't have anything nice and kind about me, say something nice or kind about a guest or a co-host or something. It would really help. I want to get that 4.5 to go away. Please help me. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am still joined by Father Anthony scaramucci Srappa. How are you doing over there, buddy? I'm still doing great. We're both uh, we're both drinking our water. We've, we're both staying hydrated. That's very healthy.
1: And yes. So I'm recording in my brother's attic, and it gets warm up here. I am, I am glistening.
0: Well, uh, the roles have finally switched from whatever I was I recording here with no AC, and now I feel tremendous because I paid to, <laughs> I paid to have AC put in here because I live here now. Well, I mean, I've always lived in my house, but I live in my new office because this is where, you know, the Forte Catholic headquarters. Everybody, yeah, this exactly. Small room with a with a water heater in it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, we have to start this segment the same way that we did the first segment. It's me okay. it's me sharing how nice you are. Are you ready?
1: Twice in one show? Twice oh, in one right. show. So, yeah. Uh,
0: today is your day off. It because is. Because it is Monday. Today mm. is also Father Harrison's day off. So both of you were very generous in coming on the show today. Usually, sure. like, because like I only work for Fort Dick Ethic now, my, my schedule's way more open. we talked about that before. And usually I'm able to record. Like, Tuesdays are perfectly fine. We record. I edit it all Tuesday. It all goes out Wednesday. Every now and then we have to push back to, to Wednesday, and then it get, it's out late, and Sarah Huber gets mad at me. Uh, but yeah. but <laughs> other, other than that, other than that and, and Caitlin, too, she'll get mad at me every now and then. But yeah. uh, she, can never, she can't stay mad at me for so long because I'm amazing. But... Uh, um, what was I saying? Oh yes, you were nice. It's so hard for me to remember what I was saying when I'm commenting. <laughs> but uh, my wife and I's eighth anniversary, eighth wedding anniversary, is tomorrow. Yay! Yay! Congratulations! Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's not a con- yeah. It's congratulations that she stayed with me this long. Yeah, oh, it's a congratulations
1: <laughs> to you. It's like sure. you know, okay, okay, Sam. I mean, I guess. Thumbs up. Good
0: job, uh, saint in the <laughs> making over there, boy. Um, but you you were so very kind. Like usually, it's perfect perfectly fine. We can record on Tuesdays. You can have your day right. off. Fine. But I was like, I can record Tuesday because like we're doing stuff in the afternoon, and the evening. But it would just be. I, I think she'd be mad at me, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> if I recorded on our anniversary. So um, so here we are on Monday, and you're very kind, and that was your anniversary
1: gift to us. Thank you. Yes, and you're not getting anything else. I was so to say, in it. lieu of anything else, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, to go back to your sweating because that's where we need to go with cool, this cool, yeah, Let's <laughs> make a segment about this, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I've been I've been going to the gym. I shared about this last week, uh, but my gym has been opened after all the COVID stuff uh they with all the social distancing stuff and then they started to drop them and that's kind of fr- frustrating but whatever right i've still been going to the gym keeping my distance everybody's been great like everybody's been cleaning the the stuff usually it was just me because i flop sweat like crazy so like i wipe <laughs> off the sweat but most people who aren't crazy human beings that don't yeah. sweat as much as i do they're just like i didn't sweat here why do i need to wash it off everybody's being so very kind and when i first started going to the gym like whenever i was really busy at the beginning of the semester when i first started going to this gym i was going like once or twice a week and it was hard to kind of make it a habit now i have no excuse i work at home uh i'm my boss like i can i, I can work whenever i want and it's been great i've been working at home instead of doing like eight hours in a row i work in like two or three hour stints hang out with my family for two or three hours do another two or three hours like just it's just it's my eight to ten hours in the day just spread out over the day and i love it yeah so i can go to the gym whenever i have no excuse not to right so i first started going to the gym and boy, when I first started going back after the two and a half months, like I had been walking and, and trying to get back in shape, but lifting, I hadn't lifted. It's a whole different forever. thing. And boy, I have been sore for two weeks. I, I'm like, <laughs> like, like sore to the point of like every day has been painful, even yeah. like my rest days. I'm just like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything's bad, <laughs> but it feels good. And like, right. so I have only missed three days in 14 days in, in two weeks. That's really good. Yeah, so like, uh, two days of rest and one day where I was just like, no, I'm not going and you can't make me. <laughs> <laughs> but when I first started going, like the, the, the first six six out of the seven days, boy, I was watching the clock on everything. Every time I was walking yeah, or riding yeah. the bike or just like whole workout, it's like, is my 10 minutes up on the bike? Is my 10 minutes up walking? Is is, is it Has it been an hour yet? Because for some arbitrary reason, I think an hour is a good amount to work out. Yes, yes, and exactly. Uh, after that first week, I like I was sore, but I started feeling good. I was f- starting to feel mm-hmm. like an athletic person again. You know, de- mm-hmm. just one percent of what I used to be. And sure. like this, this last week, it's been it's been funny. I've started realizing because I'm going closer to the closing time. Like I go like an hour and a half before the before it closes, and mm-hmm. they like the, I don't look at my clock, and then all of a sudden the guy's like, "Hey, you have ten, He goes around. He's like, "Hey, everybody's got ten minutes before we gotta leave." And I'm like, "Yeah." I've only been doing this two weeks. And I went from staring at my clock at the 10-minute mark to now I'm working out like an hour and 25 minutes and have to be told to stop. Right? Yeah. And I had this – like I was proud of myself. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. three seconds later, I fell apart as a human person. Because you know what that doesn't apply to that everyone says it should? My prayer life. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. Boy. What like how was I able to completely change my life? Like completely change my, my, my schedule, how how I work out. Like it like working out has become a part of my daily routine. I know it, my family knows it, I go every day, except for those three days. Like I'm going just about every day. And right. yet I all the same things. I have all this time. I'm my own boss. I can do whatever I want at whatever time I want. And yet my prayer life is not good.
1: Yeah. Poop. <laughs> well okay so yeah there are a lot of like similarities like same thing if you get into a prayer routine it does get easier but it's also different it's different because your body is gonna work like a body does like if you start working out you begin to see results or feel better but prayer is a relationship and the dynamics in that are different so depending on what's going on um, like Bringing, like, what's in your heart to Jesus is much more complicated and difficult than picking something up and putting it down, right? It, it requires more than just willpower. Depends on how much weight I
0: put on the side of that bar. That's true, like, <laughs> sure, 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 sure. sure.
1: <laughs> right. But, like, it, it it's easier to grasp, at least the concept of picking something up and putting it down. But, like, you know, it requires more than just willpower to, like, take what's in your heart and really honestly give it to God. It takes more than just, you know... Uh, you know, willpower to like go through and those times of spiritual dryness too, uh, and maybe God's trying to teach you something like difficult. And some days will be like, oh wow, all these constellations wonderful. Sometimes it won't be that. So it's it is like there's similarities as far as the discipline and and part of prayer is discipline, and it's something that I've uh, I'm working on myself. So I'm trying to do my morning holy hour, and even though it's more of a part of my schedule now there are still those days where I don't have a, I don't have a clock, but I have one of those hourglasses. I'm just I like, I heard this. Of, yeah. You're, you're yeah. a crazy
0: person and I love you.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's so cool. It's so cool. Someone gave it to me like, this is perfect. And so anyway, there's some days I'm not looking at the tabernacle. I'm looking at the hourglass being like, Lord, once I clock out, like I, I'm, I'm a good person because I stayed here for an hour. And, that's better than nothing, but it's not you know really the point of prayer. So yeah, it can be it can be uh, more difficult to do that in prayer. Um, see I, I I like here's here's where I am in my prayer life. I
0: was like, you know yeah. what you could do. Just take off the top of that hourglass, pour a little bit of the sound, sound out, and
1: then you'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it is because, like, the, the hourglass is, like, it's not perfect. I timed it one time. It's, like, an hour and eight minutes. So when I start looking at it, it go down. like, meh, maybe I can count this because it's technically an hour. But I like that That's little extra 300 time. grains of sand.
0: It's been an hour. <laughs> right, 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 right. But, yeah, but,
1: yeah. Um, but I do think, like, at the the very basic level, it's the same thing. Like, you, you have to decide you're going to go to prayer at this time. Your family has to know it so they can keep you accountable. And that's how you start. And even though, like I said, those dynamics can always be shifting and changing, that habit of prayer does make prayer easier. Yeah, so I've been told. <laughs> but, but I don't want to. <laughs> I,
0: I remember being in college and like I did a holy hour every day and it was so easy because it was part of But I was like, yeah, I don't know. I was a better person.
1: <laughs> Make Taylor Troll a better person again. That's what we got. <laughs> there you go. There you go.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I was pretty convicted on it. And I think that's, I mean, that that is the best snapshot into like my Internal monologue ever. Like, my great victory just completely destroyed three seconds later. Like, I was like, <laughs> now every time I go to the gym, I'm like, I'm a bad person. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Why aren't you praying right now, <laughs> right, Taylor? <laughs> exactly. Put more weight on to make yourself happy. Oh. Yeah, so
0: I think that's my challenge. I need to, I need to, that. I, it was just like yesterday that I thought of that. So, I need to fix it. All right. Uh, speaking of things of of my, it's. I think it's funny that you're like your family should keep you accountable on your prayer. Like my seven, five, and two and a half year old are going to do anything about that. But <laughs> well, I was thinking mostly your right. 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 <laughs> but it's funny because that sounds ridiculous. But in another sense, my son has been holding me accountable like crazy the last week. Yeah, are you ready for this? This okay. we we had a really good day. I, I forget how many days it's been, and I'm gonna get some of the facts like the 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 placements wrong. But these are all the things that happened over like the last four days, right? Um, we had this one day where we beat a video game together that we've been playing for months. Um. He caught a legendary Pokemon he had never gotten before that I took him on a Pokewalk for. I traded him another legendary Pokemon, and it became, like, people that don't know, just, just know, like, like the rarest type of Pokemon, I traded it to him, and it became that. So, like, yeah. we had this day that was just tremendous as father and son. And the next yeah. day, he came to me, and be like... Yesterday was a great day. Are we going to have another great day today? I'm like, well, crap. You know, like, what? If we, so, <laughs> like, whoa,
1: two days in a right. row. So down there, boy. <laughs> so so
0: we, we go out. I trade him another legendary that he hadn't had. We go out. We get him a new legendary. Um, I show him a new game that we, know because we beat the first one, and we had a just great time with the new game. And he's like, man, we had two great days. I'm like, phew, I did it. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then yesterday, we go out again. And uh, this would be very happy because of one of the other thousand podcasts you're on. We go to Wendy's mm-hmm. and Yay. he like he had already eaten lunch. I hadn't. So I got my chicken sandwich and he, we both got frosties. He had never had a Frosty before. Wow. So it was this is a big moment in a young man's life. Huge moment. Huge moment. So he 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 loved it. You asked you asked as the the Wendy's aficionado what he thought, and he he compared it to Dairy Queen and said he likes banana splits better. I'm like, that's a great way to say thank you to your father. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I can't tell you how much pressure I have on what today's going to look like because today's it's Monday, it's a work day, and we have like we're gonna try. Like there's one thing I can try, but even if even if the one thing we have planned goes well today, we're just gonna catch one legendary Pokemon, and I think he's gonna be disappointed oh we also saw like his first deer and his first rabbit like like i don't know how i'm gonna top this how do i keep this up uh, there's so much pressure on me right now
1: <laughs> that's tough That's it's that's a tough lesson to learn that sometimes days are just okay and then you get older and you realize that most days are kind of bad. <laughs> right. So that's all a part of growing up too. So right. hey <laughs>
0: and, and, and I think like that that's that that was the thing that I was like, it made me feel better about my prayer life situation. Because yeah. I was like, there are days where it's like, oh man, I outdid myself in prayer from the day before and I, I did myself the day and I outdid myself the day before. And then there are days like today with my son. It's just like, son, today's gonna be a normal Monday. Today is when you learn what Mondays are like. You know, and like <laughs> and and like it's 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 weird because like I don't feel bad about it. No. You know, and like but like whenever I, I whenever I get in that scenario with prayer, I feel terrible. And I think that's mm. that's the lesson that I'm that I that I'm trying to learn here is that like we can still have a good day even though it's like today is not going to be anywhere near as cool as this weekend every day this weekend was with my son. And yeah. like yesterday's prayer was almost non-existent, and worse than the few days before, and I felt terrible about it. It's like I, I just need to stop and just just start just start again. Like stop thinking that way and just start again. Uh, any advice you have to close out the show today for me because I'm I'm yeah. in this weird place.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, take a step back. Those things you're doing with your son, it's because you love your son. Like Pokemon's fun and everything, but like that the, the experience. And as when your son looks back, he's not going to think so much about the legendaries, but just the times with his father. And sometimes that has to be how we approach prayer, too. Prayer isn't about winning or losing. It's about being with your Heavenly Father. So once we take that pressure off prayer, it's like, I don't have to uh, win anything. I don't have to get points. I just have to be with my Father. And sometimes it's just going to be okay. But... When you look back at all those times spread out, like, oh, yeah, this is these were the best parts of my life when I was with my Heavenly Father, you know, or the same sort of way with when I was with my family.
0: I finally understand why prayer is so hard for me, because it's not about winning and losing, and all I want to do in life is win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: I don't think you realize how big
0: of a revelation that was for me. So that closes out our show today. Father Anthony, thanks for hanging out today. Guys, I will be back next week. Say it. Thank you guys for listening to today's show. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you haven't been listening over the last few weeks, uh, one of the themes has been uh, me sharing about how I now work for Forte Catholic Full-time, Fortacatholic.com, as you can see all the stuff that we are doing there other than just the show. Uh, but uh, what's really been cool is to see how many people have been generous in in supporting this mission. We are now a non 501 501c3, so uh, any donation is tax-deductible. And this is how we run everything at Fortacatholic. It's how I feed my family. So I would desperately... Desperately, <laughs> I'm coming off as desperate. I, I would love to have your support. Um, it would be absolutely tremendous. Fortecatholic.com slash donate is the way that you can do that. If you'd rather do it on Patreon, you can support over on patreon.com slash Fortecatholic. Um, or you can buy some merch, Fortecatholic.com slash store. That's all the shilling. Goodbye.